It's that time again this week. Hey, we've started doing these, Tony, on Thursdays rather than Tuesdays. I hope people have caught on to that. Yes. It's just better for my schedule. Yeah. It's better for my schedule. We have to remind everyone that you still work. Yes. I have a. I actually have a job. Yeah, you do, and you do a very good job at your job. Thank you. You have thank a you, wonderful thank you. church. Hey, this week, uh, because we hit our first milestone yes. in uh, downloads, um, I treated you to three tacos. They were the weirdest-looking tacos I think I've ever seen. Yeah, but they're just called traditional tacos. Okay, well, they're, uh, they didn't have cheese. They didn't have sour cream. No, they yeah. didn't. <laughs> and no, so no. I looked at them very odd the whole time. Yeah. But I think, you know, I think, because you're so wealthy, that on our <laughs> next next milestone that you need to treat me to Jay Alexander's and a Maui steak. You know what? We'll yeah. have to, something we've withheld from doing yet, we'll have to sell ads on our podcast. <laughs> I have myself on a very strict budget, and I would I would uh, invest that kind of money in my lovely wife. Just not in me, but not in you. That hurts. No, no. Yeah. I'll get you a taco. Okay, I will get you a taco, yeah. and I'll get you a traditional taco. See, for those of you who don't know, Tony has not really ventured much outside of Chattanooga. <laughs> I've had the wonderful just opportunity. The world a couple of times. <laughs> I'm, I'm a world traveler, <laughs> and right. so I know when you go. To Mexico, yeah, Mexico. that you're not eating Taco Bell tacos. Uh-huh. Really? No, 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 no. They don't okay. eat crunchy tacos. <laughs> uh, and it's very uh, so. When you go, and we went right. to Amigos. This not yes. they're not paying for this. They could. They could. <laughs> they're not paying for the advertising. That's where you took me after yes. I, I suggested it. Yes. <laughs> and that uh, that the traditional tacos are also called street tacos. Ah. Because that's what you would buy if you were there, mm-hmm. and it would never be a crunchy taco. It would be always a soft tortilla, almost almost always double, as you notice. You right. may have noticed that they were right. double there, and with just very a little pico maybe in there, a little uh, salsa verde type thing. You know the green sauce, yes. a little spicy, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but very simple, very yeah. simple. That's how most tacos, and so I've learned to really, you know. Like to enjoy cultures of yes, different places. Yes. Go to Thailand. You want to eat right. fish that's not fully cooked. Yeah. And that's <laughs> anyway, that's a whole different. Uh, I've been many places, but I've never been to Mexico. So that's amazing. Like the closest there. place that you could go internationally, right. and you've never been. I've never been. Been to Taco Bell, a Taco Bell, <laughs> several times. So. And you've been to Texas. I've uh, been to Oklahoma. Okay, Oklahoma. Yes. Okay. I, yeah. need, I need to take you to Texas sometime yeah. and get some real barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> That's beef barbecue. Ah, uh, you know? okay. Yeah, brisket. <laughs> okay. Well, um, man, we've had some really, I think, to me, fascinating conversations right. about the subjects that have come up mm-hmm. in this second season of Let's Get Spiritual. And um, sometimes when I would uh, speak at my church um, before becoming unemployed a year ago, I would often say, you know, you need to put your spiritual waders on because it's going to get deep. Mm. And uh, and I often notice about three or four couples would just get up and leave <laughs> <laughs> when I said that. Right. But other people, you know, would pull out their ballpoint pen and click it and sure. sit down and start taking notes. I think this is one of those things where um, th- this is not like finances or how, is it spiritual and buying a car, mm-hmm. is your marriage spiritual, that sort of thing. This, this kind of gets into a theological thing. And some of our folks, I think, will enjoy this. I do too. I think it's going to be the most uh, needed podcast, and uh, that we might ever do because of the topic, the subject that we're going to be dealing with. I mean, it's just the most important subject. Yeah. And the question is: Is Jesus God? Is Jesus God? Is right. Jesus God? So, mm-hmm. so I'm. Um, you know, um, 
for a lot of folks who just have grown up in the church and accept everything, uh, probably without much scrutiny, maybe investigation on their own, this seems like a wasted time. Mm -hmm. Well, of course Jesus is God, but the truth is it's a little more deep than that. It's a little, it's a, it, I'm not saying it's fuzzy because I'm just going to go ahead and claim right here. I do believe that Jesus right. is God, yes. but why would we bring this subject up? And I think one of the, uh, the major reasons, one of the, one of the primary reasons why I suggested this topic is when you go through scripture, I can only find one time where Jesus himself refers to himself as God's son. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to find this real quick. And for those of you who are listening, I hope that you are going to stick with us. Uh, I'm going to be leafing through my Bible, which I hope that's just okay with you. John chapter 11, and um, that that's that great passage of Scripture about raising Lazarus mm-hmm. from right. the dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, in John chapter 11, that, that whole ordeal of Lazarus being sick and Jesus delaying going. A lot of people talked about why he did that. But, well, I think it might be good to read a verse or two. Let's let's go back two verses. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. Verse 3, so the sister sent sent word to Jesus saying, Lord, the one you love is sick. Mm -hmm. So this is the sisters of Lazarus sending word to Jesus that uh, their brother's sick and and badly sick. Verse 4 says, When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness shall not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Mm. Okay? So, obviously, uh, well, I mean, even in that, he's not saying, I'm God's Son. But he's saying, this is... so what's going to happen with the raising of Lazarus from the dead mm-hmm. uh, will glorify God and glorify God's son. Mm-hmm. And so that by connection, we would say, well, who raised him from the dead? Who spoke mm-hmm. Lazarus come forth mm-hmm. was Jesus himself. Therefore, in an indirect way, right. Jesus is there declaring to be the son of God. Yeah. You know, you mentioned a minute ago about that those that are in the church that have been in the church for a long time... Um, would really probably not have any problem with this, but but the question is, could they defend it? Uh, because, you know, uh, I'm sure you've heard this, that uh, a vast majority of the church have asked, they think that uh, Joan of Arc was uh, Noah's wife, you know, <laughs> and the statistics prove that a lot of them think that Billy Graham actually preached the Sermon on the Mount, you know. And, Epistles uh, are female apostles. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and only four can actually name the apostles, you know, mm-hmm. and so four out of ten. And and so I think it's important not just to know it, uh, but to be able to defend it. You yeah. know, Jesus in John 10, verse 30 says, I and my Father are one. You know, there are those that claim that he never claimed that he was God. Yep. But right there, uh, he said, I and my Father are one. And then right after the passage that you just read in John 11, over in John twelve forty five, he said this, and he who sees me uh, sees him who sent me. Yep. And and so I, I believe with all my heart that Jesus, and, and there are other places, but right. Jesus did claim to be God. What was the term he most often used, though, Brother T, for himself? Son of man. Son of man. Right. Do you, yep. 
I'm not going to ask you, you know, because you do know, but mm-hmm. let me read it, where right. that comes from. I think one of the most important things I learned in the many years I've had the opportunity to study the Bible, and I've been blessed to have as a pastor now, uh, I, quite frankly, I'm happy to report that now that I am no longer weekly in the pulpit, and it's not my, I'm not, like last night we were at dinner, mm-hmm. and uh, the, our friends sitting around the table, and said, well, it's time to pray who's praying. And I used to say, I guess I'll pray, I get paid to pray. <laughs> <laughs> And so they looked at me and said, well, I no longer get paid to pray, but I'm going to pray anyway. <laughs> and that's been kind of an interesting thing in my own life right. to look. Uh, I wondered if I would study the Bible mm. when I got out of the pulpit right. on a regular yes. basis. And the truth is I probably study it more. Mm-hmm. You have more time. I have more time. Mm-hmm. I find it. I, I can really go deeper mm-hmm. because you know what this is like. I don't think you do a Wednesday Bible study now, no, do right you? Now, okay. No, Okay. Mm-hmm. I know that you have, and I did for many years. Yes. And in some respects, I spent more time Wednesday night Bible study than I did Sunday morning yeah. message. And so you were under that burden of every week getting out two, mm. two major discourses of yes. Scripture. And so you really couldn't get as deep as you'd like mm-hmm. to get in. Now, I can follow something, man, and, and really dig and dig and dig. And, and I'm really enjoying that part of it. So when what the reason I got there, I guess, Brother T, was that one of the greatest ways to understand Scripture is to dig deep into the background of Scripture, the context in which these things were spoken, mm-hmm. and take ourselves out of the mindset of to, you know, I'm senior adult, you're quickly yes. approaching that, <laughs> who grew up in the South for the most part and, you know, have been around Christianity all the time. Let's get out of that mindset mm-hmm. for just a minute and think about when Jesus appeared mm-hmm. And the people to whom he appeared, mm-hmm. what would they recognize? They probably would have immediately rejected the idea of the Son of God. Right. Because very much a monotheistic, a single mm-hmm. God faith, mm-hmm. right? So in the Old Testament, the person who comes representing God, particularly in a very famous vision that they would repeat, was in Daniel chapter 7. Mm-hmm. Daniel chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Listen to this and see if this does not sound familiar, almost like I'm describing the ministry of Jesus. It says, In my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient of days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All peoples, nations, and men of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. It's a beautiful passage. Isn't that something? You know what's amazing is there's always a seminal passage, and then you can follow that truth all through Scripture. Yeah. You know, and when you look, and Dr. D, when you, when you read that, uh, you know, it reminded me of when Jesus said, I mean, he said in Mark 14 and verse 62, uh, I am. In response, right. he said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man, there's that term. Right. You will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power, and listen to this, and coming with the clouds of heaven. Mm. And so what he is saying it's is, a, It hey, is a fulfillment it's of a fulfillment. Daniel 7. Yeah. I am the fulfillment of what the prophet, that venerable prophet of old, I am the fulfillment of what he prophesied. You remember the Ten Commandments as well as all the other uh, commandments and the laws of the Old Testament. And these very steadfast Jews, 
You're to have no other gods before me, and mm-hmm. you're not to make an image or an idol. You're not to bow down before anything. But here it says, this person you're going to bow down before, this person you're going to worship. Yes. So this cannot be translated to anything other than God himself. Exactly. But this son of man mm-hmm. comes before the ancient of days. Mm-hmm. So in the Old Testament, if people don't think they're there, Right there is a picture of Father the Son, God the Father, and mm-hmm. the Son of God. Already. In, yes. Already. Yes. Uh, I think you can find the Trinity in the first few verses of the book of Genesis. Uh, yeah. Myself. Elohim. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, the plural. The plurality of mm-hmm. God. Um, in that passage in Mark 14 that I just read, you know, Jesus said those first two words, I am. I mean, that right there was a claim of being yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, because you remember in Exodus chapter 3, in verses 13 and 14, Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? And what shall I say to them? And Moses said, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Yeah. And, and so whenever Jesus, and he did often, whenever he, he used that term, I am, uh, he was saying, hey, listen, I'm God. Yes. I'm God. It was going back to that. So while only on one occasion do we find him using, at least in the scripture, uh, referring to himself as God's son, and that being John 11, on his on his way to seeing Lazarus, his friend, and raising him from the dead, mm-hmm. he used most often, many times, either I am, which is the, the I am before, I am now, I will always be. Mm-hmm. That's what I am means there. And also the Son of Man, which they would have referred back to Daniel chapter 7. So I think mm-hmm. that we could say, yes, Jesus did claim to be God. Yeah, and then it says that Jesus is the one that's sitting seated on the right hand. Mm-hmm. You know, in Psalm 110, that Jesus is on the right hand of God the Father. And and any time that that is mentioned, that is co-equal. That you're you're reigning together, and and so I agree with you, Doctor D, that uh, all throughout the Word of God, we can see that He does claim to be God. A lot of people who are critical of Scripture and critical of our faith, even uh, want to say, well, you know, you guys got it all wrong. Jesus never claimed to be God, and it was only. After he was dead, uh, they would not even accept his resurrection and ascension, but after he was dead, Mm -hmm. the early church needed to gain momentum. Therefore, they began to assign him deity. Mm -hmm. And that was because if they knew all other religions that ever prospered had a god, Mm -hmm. and and if this Christianity would stand against the other faiths of the time, that they would have to claim that he was God. And so they said it was a fabrication of the early church that uh, that they made him God, something Jesus right. never intended to be, that Jesus was simply an apostle or a teacher, mm. a rabbi, great man, mm. maybe even sinless, mm-hmm. but certainly not uh, God himself. Right. Um, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, when Paul was standing on Mars Hill in Athens, I've been to that very spot probably five you times. You beat me there. Life. I haven't been to Athens. Ah, never been there. Uh-uh. Okay, I didn't have a taco there, but I did. <laughs> I was there. Did you have a gyro? Uh, <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> when when he was there, you know, it's it, very interesting to look at that time period in Acts chapter seventeen, actually, uh, where he's standing there. Uh, realizing that there were like 73,000 statues uh, to other gods. 
you know. And um, one philosopher said that it was uh, easier to find a god than a man in Athens in that day. And they had gods to everything. And then, and, and so how is he going to respond to that, mm-hmm. you know? And the way he responded to that is he noticed the god to the, the statue to the unknown god. Right. And, and so he took it from there, Dr. D, and, and began to share uh, from that point of, of a creator god and took them to Christ from there, you know. And, and so th- that's always been amazing to mm-hmm. me that even as early as when he was preaching to the Athenians, you know, that, and to the Bereans and to the Thessalonians, uh, that he, Paul, uh, believed, of course, mm-hmm. that Jesus was God yeah. and, and that he t- took him first there and, and then built on it from there. Yeah, uh, that, the fact that, that the philosophers and the people who thought a lot, you know, Paul said, all you do is spend every day just thinking, right. you know, I'm, right. I'm going to kind of fill in some of the gaps of mm-hmm. your thoughts because they were thinking without divine input. Mm-hmm. And so now he was going to give them some heavenly wisdom right. as opposed to their earthly wisdom that they were so famous for. Uh, I do think that um, the concept we're kind of talking about the Trinity here, although we're not really tackling the Trinity. But we're saying, how can we say that there is one God? Mm-hmm. You know, um, th- that's what the Jews would say three times a day. Mm-hmm. about They would pray about the one God of mm-hmm. Israel and how much he loved them and they loved him. And how how could you stay true to the roots of Christianity, this birth out of Judaism, uh, and but say Jesus is God in there as a father? And so... One of the things, and this is not original with me, you know that I uh, there's a couple of guys I really like listening to. Uh, I am such a nerd about this stuff. I like to listen to John Lennox mm-hmm. and uh, N.T. Wright. Okay. And a lot of people ask me, who's your favorite preacher? So I don't really have preachers that I listen to. Mm-hmm. I love Dr. Tony Evans. Right. I think that he really makes things simple mm-hmm. for people and uh he's very passionate in his yeah. preaching there's another tony there i don't know if you yeah and yeah. and i do listen yeah. to him too okay I yeah i do okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and as i've always said you're one of the right. best baptist preachers <laughs> out there yes and I, I just i really believe that all my heart uh, but now these guys, when N.T. Wright, when you preach, you preach for 30 minutes. N.T. Wright apologizes that he didn't get to it, and he spent an hour and 10 minutes mm. on the subject. He gets really deep. He's a New Testament scholar. And so he mentioned that the the depth and the beauty of the idea of Jesus mm-hmm. being God was so difficult to comprehend or even put into words that sometimes poetry was used. Mm. And he, he picks out two, and, I, and they're brief, and I like to read them. They're in Scripture. Okay. Poetry in Scripture. Okay. Um, and, and one of them is in Colossians 1. Mm. Let's, let's stay in order. Let's do Philippians 2 first. Ah, okay. Because okay. so, um, I remember from seminary, General Electric Power Company, Galatians, <laughs> Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. <laughs> I always had to have some way, my feeble mind, to remember these things. So in Philippians 2, okay, um, verses 5 through 11, listen to this. You might even notice that in some Bibles, mine, I'm looking at the NIV right now, it's written in a different way Mm -hmm. and in verse form rather than paragraph form. It says, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Or you. some will say you have this mind which Mm -hmm. is in Christ Mm -hmm. Jesus. And then he writes, 
who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, Mm. but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a serpent, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that incredible? And and N.T. Wright will say that's a poem. Right. It's it's written differently with Mm -hmm. a different cadence than the rest of Paul's writings. He could be repeating a poem that the church was already using Mm -hmm. as a type of creed Mm -hmm. to declare it. But when you look at it, that's the essence of it. That Jesus Christ, how could Jesus be God mm-hmm. and a man at the same right. time? Yes. Well, what did he did? What he said, I'm gonna empty myself. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna purposefully empty myself. I'm gonna need to have sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna be tempted. Right. I'm gonna right. empty myself of those guards that mm-hmm. God Himself has against the frailties and the inadequacies, mm-hmm. uh the the holes that we might step in. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to allow myself to be put in that environment, right? Yes, on purpose. Okay, okay. I think, Doc, uh, that when Paul mentioned that, and when he wrote that to the uh, Church of um, uh, Philippi, yeah, I, I think he was remembering Isaiah, mm. uh, because in Isaiah 45:23 it says, "This I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness, and shall not return." That to me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall take an oath. And oh, so yeah. I believe with yeah. all my heart, you know, that, that passage is about God, yep. God the Father. Yep. And so Paul um, knew his Old Testament. He knew the prophets. And, and so lifted that there and, and said, okay, hey, listen, uh, Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. God, he is equal to God. I love the way that Eugene Peterson uh, puts uh, verse 5. Um, think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, mm. but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. You know, I love that. Yeah. Uh, that's, of course, back in Philippians. Yeah. Uh, but um, that's good I read him from time to time. Yeah. I just I, When you said that, when you're reading those and describing that, I'm starting to pick from Daniel and the writing to Paul and the Gospels and John. Th- this mm-hmm. idea that every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess, mm-hmm. everybody's going to bow before mm-hmm. Jesus. And it's a it's a theme through mm-hmm. Scripture. It's yes. a it's a thread that holds the Old Testament New Testament together. Right. Um, and uh, here I, I refer to another. And let me just quickly read this one. This is Colossians one, fifteen through nineteen. He is the image of the invisible God. This is talking about Christ again. The firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Mm -hmm. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, 
and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes and amen. Yes and amen. <laughs> I go back to that Daniel passage right. again in seven, uh, Daniel 7 where he was called before the ancient of days mm-hmm. and given an assignment. Mm-hmm. Your assignment is to be clothed. It's, that's right. what incarnation means mm. in the flesh. Right, right. And so to be clothed in flesh. Now, what the fascinating thing is when you get to John, mm-hmm. the Gospel of John, John chapter 1 is very much like Genesis chapter yes. 1. Yes. But the reflection there is not so much on Elohim, mm-hmm. but on Jesus mm-hmm. fulfilling Genesis 1 and Daniel 7. And here's what he said He said, We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Son, full of grace and truth. Yes. He says that the light came into to the world. Mm-hmm. He had life and that life was the uh no he had light and that light was the life mm-hmm. of men. And you and I were talking before the podcast began. I'm putting the message together uh, for the 28th of this month at Dallas Bay calling it lighten up. Mm. And the idea is that God has always presented himself throughout scripture as he journeys with us mm-hmm. as light. Mm. And when before electricity, yeah. Where did light come from? If it wasn't day, if it was darkness, and that's what Scripture's talking about, walking in darkness with the light, it was from fire. Mm -hmm. And so when the journey begins, the journey of redemption begins, it begins with a burning bush Mm. that is not consumed. Moses sees the light, goes to look at the bush, and if you read the Scripture closely, it's Jesus in the bush Mm. because it says the angel of the Lord spoke to him and then claimed your own holy ground. Mm. So now this is a sacred place because God is present. Mm -hmm. It's Jesus Mm -hmm. speaking from the burning bush. Kick off your Nikes. Kick off your Nikes. You're on holy ground. You're on holy ground. But if you follow that all the way through, what John is doing, he's saying, look back. Remember, whenever we travel through darkness... Mm -hmm. God's presence was with us in the form of light we could see. Mm. Now, this day, mm-hmm. because if you'll remember, this is after 400 years of darkness. Right. Mm-hmm. There's no, no prophet spoke Heaven 400 went years. Heaven yes, went offline. Went offline. Yes. I mean, people were wondering, mm-hmm. did just God leave us here for nothing? But in the correctness of time, in the right time, mm-hmm. the Bible says, Jesus appears, and once again, that light is shining. Right. And that light is shining in the darkness. And mm-hmm. we, and I'm going to take it a lot of different places when I share this message, but you remember, if we walk in the light, mm-hmm. as he is in the light, mm-hmm. we have fellowship one with yeah. another, and the blood of Jesus, mm-hmm. his son, cleanses us yes. from all sin. Yes. I'm about to get that white hat. <laughs> we talked about several <laughs> podcasts back, brother. Yeah. And, and you know, Doc, um, this is where every false religion is going to uh, turn the corner. Yeah. They're not go- those folks uh, that knock on our doors on Saturday morning. Uh, they have the same uh, language, but a yeah. different dictionary. Yeah, they they're going to talk about Jesus. Yeah, uh, but uh, they're not going to uh, allow you to claim that Jesus is God. Every false religion. This is where this is the turning point. Yeah. And that's why it is so important that we know that Jesus is God, that he claimed to be God. And from uh, Genesis to the maps, um, you see that truth, that he is God. 
You know, that's why I think this podcast is so important. Yeah. It may not be the most listened to, but it is the most important. It should I think be. We, it should be. It should be. Yes. Yeah. Well, you, you just said, and, and let's flip our talking points just a little bit because okay. you just brought this up and let's talk. So are other belief systems out there, do they also recognize Jesus? Mm-hmm. They do, don't they? They do. I yes. remember being in um, Israel. I think it's the second trip to Israel. And our guide uh, was, was not Jewish nor Christian. Uh, he was Palestinian Arab. Mm-hmm. And we were all having dinner one night. It was, the, it was the year that I went, and we actually stayed four nights in Bethlehem. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we're sitting around the dinner table, and we're talking to our guide and everything. And a lot of our people, man, they are sharing Jesus with this guy. <laughs> just over. And he said something. And at the time, it took me a little bit back. He said, you don't have to pray for me. Mm-hmm. I believe in Jesus. Mm. Mm. And it and a lot of my people that were traveling said, Hey, yeah. Pastor, <laughs> praise God. Yes. He believes in Jesus. He believes Jesus went to the cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, and I really wasn't as versed in it at the time. I needed to do some study. I just yeah. hadn't contemplated this conversation right. coming up. But the idea is, yes, mm-hmm. he does mm-hmm. believe in Jesus. Believe the great prophet from God. Believe he did go to the cross, right. but did not die on the cross and did not die on the cross for our sins. Right, yes. Nor would accept that he was the son of God. Mm-hmm. Well, even in the time of Christ, right after the time of Christ, Serenthus, uh, that false teacher that had infiltrated the church, yeah. uh, he was teaching that Jesus was a man. He was a great prophet. And however that the divine Christ uh, came on him at baptism and then left him right before uh, the cross. Right. You know, and that he, his name was Jesus, uh, and, and, and that's what happened. He did not die as God, right. you know. And then the Docetists in that day as well, they were teaching that he was just a phantom, you know, uh, that matter is evil, that he didn't have a body. Right. And so all of those false teachers uh, would go against uh, the incarnation that you and I believe in so mightily, you yeah. know, and um, and so the, uh, the theological term for this docetic Gnosticism. Yes, that's exactly right. That's <laughs> but, exactly but right. But we don't want to yeah. go that deep. We're, 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 I don't want people to be looking up docetic Gnosticism right now. But that's true. That yes. that all flesh is evil. Right. Therefore, Jesus, being God, mm-hmm. could not have flesh. Therefore, he was a phantom. Mm-hmm. Which is why Jesus told his disciples after his resurrection, mm-hmm. "Touch me, mm-hmm. pinch me, yes. put your hand in my yes. side." A yep. phantom. That's what he uses. Mm-hmm. He uses mm-hmm. the term for ghost. Mm-hmm. A ghost doesn't have these right. things. Yeah, Woo! that's why in First John, John <laughs> in the very first chapter says, "Hey, we saw him. We touched right. him. We shook his. I mean, we yeah. we heard him. You know, and and so he was uh, going against these." Early false teachers. So yes, there are other faiths that believe Jesus. Yes, that Jesus was a man. Yeah, they was a prophet. Mm-hmm. That he was a preacher. Mm-hmm. He was a great man. Mm-hmm. Did miracles. Right. All of those things. Right. Exactly. But yeah, John mm-hmm. says the test for true faith, mm-hmm. and uh, I would turn to First John five ten. You've got another place. Right. Where he says that, where else is there in the writings of John? First John 4, okay. and verses 1 through 4, um, he says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. But by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh 
uh, is of God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not God. Mm. And and so again, John the apostle is just um, is just saying, listen, if you don't believe in the deity, uh, if you don't believe that Jesus came from heaven and that He is the Son of God, right. you know, then then it says here you have the spirit of Antichrist. And He does make yeah. sure He uses JC and not J. Yes, it's Jesus Christ. Yes. Right, uh, Christ mm-hmm. is the Greek equivalent to the Hebrew Messiah, mm-hmm. the Anointed One, the one. Sent One, which is yeah. Daniel seven again. Exactly, the one That's that God that. called in His presence mm-hmm. and said, "Listen, mm-hmm. it's your job to go do right. this. You are my Anointed mm-hmm. One," mm-hmm. and He goes and does that. Yeah. And represents the Father while being yeah. fully God, which is the question I want to ask now. One of our talking points is okay. So we're talking about God the Father, mm-hmm. God the Son. Yes, we do believe that God the Son is God. Mm-hmm. Does that make it a step down, God the Father? Then you step down to God the Son, and then you step finally down to the lowest of the three, mm-hmm. which is the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. So it's a question: Is God the Father greater than Jesus, right, or the Holy Spirit? And and this is where again, those that might knock on your door on Saturday mornings, uh, they always go to John fourteen twenty eight, uh, where it says, "You have heard me say to you." I'm going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you will rejoice because I said I'm going to the Father. For my Father is greater than I am. Woo! Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's the, I mean, that's the passage that yeah. they're going to go to. How do you deal you with know? that? And, and when, when I look at that, uh, I, I immediately think of Hebrews 2.9 where uh, the writer of Hebrews says, but we see Jesus who's been made a little lower than the angels. Uh, for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for every one. And then, of course, that passage, Doc, that you read in Philippians, uh, where he was equal with God, you know. Um, but, uh, but when you look at that, I think it boils down to uh, the role, but not the essence. Uh, he took on human flesh, mm-hmm. you know. He was made a little lower than the angels. Mm-hmm. And so he was not lower than God in role. He's equal to God. Uh, but in the role uh, that he took on, then that, that's what that passage, that's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what Jesus was saying mm-hmm. there. Yeah. That, and, and, it, and it follows then that... If Jesus is not lesser than the Father, if the Son is not lesser than the Father, then the Spirit is not lesser than Jesus, right. that they are equal Godhead mm-hmm. in there. So I, if I have to explain this, say, to my grandson, mm-hmm. who's eight years old, but he's he's got the mind of a 20-year-old. But of course. Sure, of course. <laughs> uh, if, if I were to explain that, maybe one of the things, we're sitting here in the podcast barn right mm-hmm. now. And before you got here, I came in and I turned on coffee and, you. you know, made sure that the mics were working mm-hmm. and everything else. But when I came in here, it was dark. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you came in here, it was warm and light. Mm-hmm. Now, what transpired is, think about this. There is there is a power plant mm-hmm. making power, right? But that power plant making power would not light this room, mm-hmm. would, would not heat this room. No, you have to have something to transfer that power from the power plant to this place. Mm -hmm. That's still not enough. What has to happen then is there has to be accessibility to that. You have to turn on the light switch Mm -hmm. when you come on and turn on the heat. Now we're enjoying the fullness 
of what intends to be. So right. the way I look at it is God the Father is the power plant. Mm-hmm. God is, that's the source of all things. Right. The Bible says that Jesus came and he said, now when you see me, you see the Father. I'm bringing him to you. But Jesus is the one who also says, it's good that I go away. When he's talking about his death and resurrection and going back to the Father at his ascension, he says, good, go the way. And he uses a term. He said, you're going to do greater things than I've done. Now, so... Is there something greater than raising the dead? No. What he means is, there's one of me. There's going to be millions right. of you. Yes. It's greater in quantity mm-hmm. rather than greater in quality. But how are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, I've brought it to you. So you've got you've got God who makes it. You've got the Father who makes it. You've got the Son who makes it available. Mm-hmm. But then, at the day of Pentecost, you have the one who makes it accessible. Yes, yes. The Spirit works right. through mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. He's the light switch. Mm-hmm. Christ is the power line. Right. And God the Father is the generator. But for it to work, it all has to be connected. It is all in one. One is not greater than the other, but they serve different roles exactly. in the Trinity. So, mm-hmm. no, none of those things would be, you know, Empty power lines without mm-hmm. the power source. Mm-hmm. But if you can't turn it on, if you mm-hmm. can't have, when Jesus said, I want you to go into all the world and preach the gospel, how in the world are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. Because the Holy Spirit is going with you. Yes. You're carrying him with you. Right. He told the disciples to wait in the upper room until the power mm-hmm. to do what I told you to do right. comes upon you. That's good. That's good. And the Holy Spirit always pointed to Jesus. Always. And Jesus always pointed to the Father. Backup line. Exactly, Backup line exactly to the power right. source. <laughs> That's exactly right, my friend. <laughs> so, you know, that, I'm, I'm sure that there are flaws in, but for an eight-year-old, and mm-hmm. you're trying to explain like the that. Trinity, mm-hmm. I think it's better than the egg. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, egg's kind of lifeless. Right. You know, it's yeah. sitting there. But when you talk about power, energy, like light, uh-huh. a kid kind of grasps yes. What, yes. That, what that is. Well, Let's close with this one. Can you can you believe that Jesus lived but was not God and still have a saving faith as a Christian? No. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. <laughs> uh, no, because you're not believing in the the Jesus of the Bible. Right. You're not believing in the God of the Bible. Yes. You know. And, of course, we know John 14, 6, that Jesus said, I am the way. Hey, listen, I am the truth. I'm That's the right. life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Yes. You know. And so, uh, and that gets back to um, those that, honestly, so many that have an intellectual belief but not an intimate belief. Yeah, you know, that's right. It's a head belief and not a heart belief. Yeah. And and there are so many uh, that that are they're in that situation right now. Yes. You know. Uh, but no, I do not believe that you can just be believe in a historical Jesus um, without believing that he is God, co equal with God. He is God and and be a Christian. That's How would wh- you describe Well, that? you know, you when you were talking about that, the head knowledge and everything, my my first pastor, the pastor under whom I was saved, had no seminary education, and he he didn't like seminaries. He called them cemeteries. <laughs> he said, "You know, you don't have to go to cemetery to preach." And and what he was saying is that's where a lot of faith goes to die. Oh wow, yeah. And what you are surrounded with, I really believe there. I remember some of my uh, professors and uh, teachers, mm-hmm. godly men and women. Mm-hmm. There's some I don't. I don't think. I think they had a head knowledge mm-hmm. 
of Jesus. I'm not sure they had a heart knowledge right. of Jesus. Right. Harsh, cruel, mm-hmm. mean. And I know there's a part of that being a teacher, but just but the fruit of the Spirit just yes. was not present. Right. And and I know how that can happen in some degree. I mean, I, I, I believed when I was in my late teens, but there's a period of time in my Christian walk as mm-hmm. a pastor that I was so busy being a Martha mm-hmm. that I, I never was a Mary. Yes. And my relationship with Jesus became intellectual, mm-hmm. not emotional, not heartfelt, right. not close. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't very appealing to people, I don't think, except in the pulpit mm-hmm. when I did my thing, you mm-hmm. know, God's spirit took over. But in my own personal life, um, I, I was so deep working for Jesus and just sweating mm-hmm. that I didn't, I didn't sit at his feet. Yes. And so I think that can happen. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think that, uh, maybe some people study so much about Jesus, but never receive him as mm-hmm. savior. They're always scrutinizing and, you know, picking at every little thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, I think maybe somewhere along the line, some preacher said this and he just, he, he hung on it. He you barely ran around my father and talk about faith. Well, he would not say, well, I'll tell you, it's not, that I believe Jesus, the Bible says, in whom I believe, mm. in whom I believe. I've got a personal relationship. With and what Dad was saying is you can believe that Jesus lived. The Bible says that the demons believe yes. Jesus. And James 2, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and tremble. Mm-hmm. But that's not faith. Yes. That's not saving faith. Right. Yeah. It's when we believe commit to him mm-hmm. with our heart, mm-hmm. meaning our innermost being, mm-hmm. all of us, and then confess that with our mm-hmm. mouth right. that, that you truly believe. It's not a matter of gaining or earning anything mm-hmm. at all, but it's about recognizing and receiving. Yes. I mean, the passage that you talked about in James, the demons have an intellectual uh, assent um, and an emotional as well. I mean, they yeah. tremble. Yes. Uh, yet we know that they uh, are not saved. Right. You know. And, and so there are lots that have, a lot of people that have an intellectual uh, belief and even can have an emotional attachment to mm-hmm. this thing, uh, but have not committed their life. That's right. Uh, and, and that's where the rubber meets the road, right? And be careful who you assign, and, and, and I'll close with this one, and you can say whatever you want to in closing. That there was a generation ago, so there's something called the Jesus Seminar, and mm-hmm. a lot of non-believers refer back to the Jesus Seminar and say, look, here's Bible scholars saying mm-hmm. that most of what's written in the New Testament Gospels are not, it's not valid. It, Jesus didn't say that. He didn't do that. Look, only one or two things out of all that stuff you can really hang your hat on. And therefore, well, look, those are scholars. And sometimes you can turn to a scholar who has no faith whatsoever, and it can really hurt your faith mm-hmm. by reading the wrong people. But then also, as I shared with you earlier, both neither John Lennox nor N.T. Wright, the two guys I listen to a lot, would come out of my tradition. Right. As a matter of fact, uh, N.T. Wright is a Church of England Anglican bishop. Mm-hmm. You would think that we, you know, me being a uh, Baptist preacher coming out of a Pentecostal environment would be. I think that probably he and I see things eye, more eye to eye than any Baptist preacher I've ever mm. talked to. Mm-hmm. And he's got a deep faith and relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. So, you know, that's what we mm-hmm. hang our hat on mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that person's own 
relationship and how that flows through yes. them rather than some title that somebody yes. may have. Well, you, we've got to watch um, the experts. Yes. And I've got that in air quotes. Yes. Because an X is a has-been and a spurt is a drip under pressure. That's right. right? And so you've got to be careful there. Yeah. And, and really, like you said, find those that uh, flesh out the Word of God uh, that take theology and turn it into autobiography, and they're living what they are teaching and preaching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People learn more about Christ, I think, oftentimes from our lives and the way we live yes. through things than what we say. Right. Because talk is cheap. Yes, it right? is. Yes, it is. Well, I hope that you guys really enjoyed this talk. I really did. I, I got into it, man. Mm-hmm. I, and, you know, you often talk about how you enter in these things with fear and trepidation. This one probably was a little more difficult for me because it's more theological mm-hmm. and, and you don't want to talk over people's heads. Right. You want to bring it down, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to the table where people can mm-hmm. feast upon it. Right. I hope we did that. I, I do too. I hope we did. Yeah. I think we did. And, yeah. and if you guys think that, you know, you're getting that sort of thing out of this, here's my, the, my plug always at the end of our podcast. We're trying to grow this podcast because Tony and I really believe uh, that this uh, is something that's needed out there in podcasts, just practical talk about spiritual things. And uh, it was something that he and I were both searching for, and we decided since we couldn't find it, we would just do it. I'm not saying there's no good teaching out there, Brother T. There mm-hmm. is great preaching out mm-hmm. there. There's good Bible study out there. But it's people having a conversation right. just like this, mm-hmm. um, peer-to-peer, mm-hmm. where people can listen in, I, I think it's something that we're filling kind of a gap that's not there. I agree. I so, agree. so tell somebody... Uh, share this, like this, whatever you know. This platform allows you to do. Mm-hmm. We're trying to grow the audience, and we're even talking about bringing some guests on and and kind of getting them to have their two cents worth as well. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. All right. Great to talk to you this week. God bless. Have a great week. God bless.